Greetings and thanks for tuning in to Grit, Grind, and Thrive. In this episode, co-host Mia and I bring a close to Mental Health Awareness Month. I can't believe it is the end of May and we're heading into June. Uh, so to do so, we talk about um, how to best help friends who are struggling with things like anxiety and depression and other mental health concerns, um, knowing the difference between helping and enabling, uh, and also avoiding uh, becoming emotionally hostage, held emotionally hostage in relationships. Uh, we also address um, how to access resources for help on college campus and who are great people to consult with. And then finally, we talk about the difference between empathy and sympathy. So do tune in and enjoy. Hey, all. Welcome to another episode of Grit, Grind, and Thrive. I'm here with my co-host, Mia. Mia, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's hard to believe we're at the end of May. I know. It's crazy. Right. And it's also, uh, you know, signifies the end of Mental Health Awareness Month, which occurs every May. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, a lot's, a lot's happened. This has been a pretty unique Mental Health Awareness Month. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I guess you're, you know, in the last couple of weeks of high school and, and doing all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was that, by the way? Um, it's going pretty well, given the circumstances. I think that when this all started, you know, in March, it was definitely super difficult. Um, I think a lot of us, especially seniors, felt down because our, you know, senior year isn't going how we expected it to go or how we wanted it to go. But um, I think recently, now that it's been quite some time since it started I've I've kind of gotten used to it um and I've just been trying to look for um, the positives in this so I think it's definitely gotten better that's for sure well that's good um and are, are you hearing from you know friends and uh classmates a little bit more optimism about the fall or what's the sentiment there um, I think in general, most of my friends feel a little bit better um, about this whole situation, too. I think it's half and half. Some of my friends heard back um, from their colleges about the fall, and some of them are still waiting. From my friends who have heard back, um, I've heard a few different things. Some colleges are thinking of doing like a 50-50, where some classes are in person and some are online, but otherwise... Um, my other friends are just waiting to hear back too. Gotcha. So, so a real mix of options, which I'm hearing the same actually. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I certainly, you know, you all have been uh, tested in terms of, you know, your mental health awareness this <laughs> month, probably more than ever in your lives collectively. Um, and, and certainly the pervasive things um, that we've been hearing about and we've covered uh, anxiety and uh, depression. Um, and uh, I know that one of the things that you wanted to talk a bit about was um, as a friend, you know, what to do, like what, what specifically, you know, were you, were you thinking? Yeah. So um, we talked a lot about, you know, what if you're struggling with anxiety and, you know, when you should reach out to help and, and, what's the, what that's like but I was thinking about you know what if you're a friend or a relative or a classmate let's say of somebody who struggles with anxiety what 
what can you do to support that person? Uh, yeah, and that's it, it really obviously a very common um, experience now, although maybe a little bit different because of the social distancing aspect of all this. Uh, but certainly when you go to college and when you're in the classroom in high school and around people all the time and I think it's important to point out, too, that, you know, anxiety and depression often hold hands. Mm-hmm. Um, so from the perspective of being someone who observes a friend struggling, um, I mean, what are, you, what are your thoughts to do? You know, like, what, what do you think about? Um, I think that it's definitely important to... Um, be available for that person and, you know, be, be a listener and be a supporter of them. But I think, you know, we were talking about stigma in, in one of our podcasts a few weeks ago. And I think that there are probably a lot of people who just don't, they don't want to like say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing. But I think that um, talking about this today would kind of help people understand, you know, what, what's the best way to actually help somebody going through this? Yeah, those are really good points. And I think that, you know, while our intentions may be very good to help a person, um, there are certain challenges with that. And so one of the things that people wind up doing is um, peppering a person with suggestions. Mm-hmm. Right. So when we observe someone upset or anxious or depressed, it makes us feel very uncomfortable. Right. And so we we start to provide them with suggestions or advice or solutions. Now, a lot of times um, those are things that we would do for ourselves mm-hmm. that may or may not work for that other person. Right. Yeah. You know, like if we're in a good space psychologically and we see someone who's distressed and we know that person well we really want them to join us in a real positive space Mm -hmm. so we suggest ways for them to look at things differently or think about things differently or behave differently and again a lot of times that's what we based on what we would do but what's very very important to know is that they might not be ready for any of that. Right. And that's where we have to be careful. And there's this fine line, I think, between um, uh, helping and and caring for other people, which is fantastic, but also then sort of stepping over to the other side where you get lost in it. You feel responsible for that person. Mm -hmm. And we're not, you know, we aren't to, to offer a gesture, a caring gesture, a question, Hey, are you okay? Or, you know, maybe it's a good idea to talk to someone or, Hey, you know, what's going on? You know, I'm, I'm here to listen. Um, that that's wonderful. Let's take a walk. Let's, let's be active, like whatever it is. Um, but it, it, lots of times people sort of get lost in that. And, and the next thing, you know, they end up neglecting their own mental health or, that other person's distress is causing them so much distress uh, that, that it becomes a problem for them. Mm -hmm. 
so I guess a big part of it is just almost having empathy in a way kind of understanding you know what they're experiencing and and instead of trying to change what they're feeling just validating their feelings first yeah and and that that concept empathy uh often people get it confused with sympathy mm-hmm. right yeah. so the difference being like okay if, if i'm if i'm walking by a um if i'm taking a walk and there's this huge ditch and i see someone who's down in the ditch and i look in the ditch and i like oh wow that's a shame that person's in a ditch mm-hmm. uh so i'm being sympathetic right now if i'm being empathic i'm getting in the ditch right i'm i'm, I'm seeing it from their perspective and um, I'm, I'm putting myself in their shoes is really kind of a simple way to think about empathy and seeing the world the way that they do. Uh, so, um, you know, that, that certainly um, creates some challenge for us because our gestures of empathy uh, sometimes um, don't work immediately. Right. And we have to be comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think that is super interesting because obviously, you know, if somebody's feeling down, you know, you just want to be there for them and you want them to, you know, feel better and feel the best that they can. But it's not something that can just happen immediately. It takes time. Exactly. It really does. And, and it's it's usually the time because what happens is that, um, you know, we, we want that person to change for the better. Right. right? Now, there's a theoretical model uh, that describes stages of change. And so if I'm a person who's um, dealing with chronic anxiety or depression, I may sit um, and, and contemplate, which is a stage of change, mm-hmm. the benefits of exercising, eating better, going to see a therapist, um, making all these proactive moves toward improving my mental health. But there's a step between contemplation and action. Right, yeah. Right. So it's one thing, one thing to think, wow, it'd be a really good idea to go see a therapist. Mm-hmm. Now, that's just an idea, though. So I'm contemplating it and I'm also contemplating the benefits of it. Now, preparing to do it, I actually make the call right. and schedule, mm-hmm. you know, and then taking action is actually going and sitting with someone. So oftentimes if we're the friend or the helper, you know, we want to kind of move, help move that person from contemplation to taking action. Right. Yeah. But that's all about the person's readiness and degree of readiness to do so. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's really important how encouraging somebody to um, turn that contemplation into action, you know, how important that really is. I think it's, it's also sort of difficult because 
I think there are many times where, you know, how do you know if that person is just needing, you know, somebody to support them as opposed to somebody who, you know, should really be encouraging them to take action? Yeah, you know, I, I, I think that well, maybe uh, um, one framework to, to consider there is um, how chronic is it for the, for the person? You know, if, if everybody has a bad day. Mm-hmm. And these days, you know, there's a succession of bad days um, with everything that's going on in our world. Right. Now, in the absence of that, though, is it just kind of a day? Is it a reaction to something? Or is this person struggling daily for weeks on end? Mm-hmm. And more often than not, that usually is suggestive that a, you know, hey, how you doing from a friend isn't enough. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I remember you were just touching on, you know, almost setting boundaries in a sense. Is there, is there a certain, you know, line that you should establish where, you know, where you want to help somebody, but you don't want, you know, you kind of want to establish some kind of boundary between that? Yeah. Um, and I think that, that this is an important question and, and, and topic, Mia, especially for kids in college, going to college. I mean, in high school, too, certainly. And, uh, but uh, absolutely in college, when you're actually living among people, mm-hmm. right, and, and, and you're with and around them 24-7 for 16 weeks at a clip, really, um, for, for a given semester, Um, so let me use an example, uh, of, um, uh, a party, right? So it's, it's the, it's the idea that, okay, like we all, we're all going to a party and let's say people decide to drink. Um, and there's this one person of the group that, you know, uh, went overboard and, you know, I had to take care of him Mm -hmm. and okay, you know, bad night, whatever. We took care of him, safe, everything. Well, every time we go out though, this happens. Mm -hmm. So even before we go to the party and if the party's on a Friday night and it's Thursday and I'm already thinking, Oh my gosh, is he going to go? Because, I'm going to end up having to leave early or taking care of him and whatnot. Now, I mean, if you, if you listen to the thoughts that I'm saying out loud that are running through my head, they're anticipating that that's affecting me. Definitely. Yeah. Now I use the example of a, of a party, but it could be any kind of social interaction with a person of like, wow, are they going to just sit and just, you know, bend my ear for three hours about, you know, all of their troubles and, and, you know, difficulties and depression, and they don't want me to tell anyone, Um, you know, 
that starts to play a role in my life. It could affect me academically. It could affect my uh, enjoyment of, of social opportunities. It could affect, you know, my motivation. It, you know, it could affect my overall college experience. Definitely. Yeah. And that's, that's really, uh, you know, a couple of examples and, and pretty, actually pretty common ones on college campuses of that threshold between being helpful and kind of getting sucked into this very enabling uh, relationship. And oftentimes a lot of students describe feeling very trapped there. Right. Yeah. So let's say, you know, somebody is in that position and they feel, you know, trapped in that, in that way, what steps would that person take to, to, to sort of establish that boundary? I think that um, it's important to uh, assert, appropriately assert to the friend that if you're going to ask me to keep secrets about, let's take an extreme of, of hurting yourself, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that happens a lot. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, that can often lead to emotional blackmail and, and really entrapment. Mm-hmm. And, and lots of uh, people feel sort of like boxed in and very afraid if, the, if, that, if that friend that they're worried about, that they're worried about says to them, well, I'm going to tell you something, but you cannot tell anyone. Mm-hmm. So when you hear those kinds of things, you know, it's very important and it's hard. It's really difficult. It's about, and, and really, you know, we got to think about college again as about, you know, a personal development. And this is part of it about asserting boundaries and appropriate healthy boundaries in relationships that this, that this is not okay. Definitely. Yeah. And I think part of the reason why it's so difficult is because, you know, you want to support that person and you want to be there for them. And, you know, even if you do feel like, you know, it's a lot to take in and a lot to handle and maybe a boundary is being crossed, you still want to support them and you don't want to feel like they don't have somebody to go to. Exactly. Like, I think that the, the, the perspective and understanding really of the difference between being um, supportive versus being responsible. Yeah. You're not responsible for someone else's behavior, period. Mm-hmm. Now, that's easy for me to say on a podcast with you. Yeah. <laughs> right. But like, look, if I'm if I'm if I'm a college student or a high school student and I'm with my friends, I don't want to minimize how difficult that moment is. Right. Um, it is. It's very, very challenging, mm-hmm. which is why. It's, it's really important to think about the resources that you have available to you on college, you know, campuses and even high schools mm-hmm. to brainstorm that scenario with professionals mm-hmm. who, who talk about it and do it all the time. Yeah, definitely. I think that's super important to know. It is because I think that, that what they, uh, the value that those consultations bring to students is that 
they're an objective party there, Mia, and they can help students see blind spots. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and that's really kind of critical in those moments. Yeah, definitely. And I think that it's important to know that, you know, no matter what's happening, you really are never alone. There's always there's always help available. And even if you do feel like you're in a tough spot, there always is somebody who could help you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think that, you know, we're talking about mental health awareness month. I mean, this is, this is a part of it. Um, and, uh, you know, we've had a really, obviously a, a real crazy couple of months and, you know, um, everywhere we look, you know, whether it's uh, a news feed on, on Facebook or on TV or, um, you know, there's this constant wave of negativity um, that's out there. And, and it's really, it's really kind of tough to digest. And we're, we're bombarded with it. We're, we're in a, we're in a real fight to preserve our mental health, you know, especially the last couple of months. Yeah, definitely. I think that this whole situation and the whole pandemic is definitely very difficult for, for many reasons. And I think on top of that, you know, with everything that's been going on in the news with, you know, violence and then violence being responded to with violence. I think it's, it's super hard to just scroll through the channels or, you know, flip the pages and just see, you know, depressing events after events after events just happening all the time now. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I don't know about you, but I, I certainly appreciate, you know, those moments of, of, observing people if I'm like you know flipping through Instagram or whatever where they're really trying like they're, they're just getting gritty and they're 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 demonstrating resilience uh, through this and, and being as positive and productive as, as possible yeah I agree and I think that um, when there is so much uncertainty and, and frustration out there I think that it is really important to take those feelings and, and turn it into some sort of action. Yeah, and I think it speaks also to to what we were talking about a few minutes ago with regard to like friends and things like that. The other place where we gotta be really careful of it if somebody is is sort of chronically you know uh, depressed, and this doesn't go for everybody who's depressed, right? So let me make that very clear. Um, but uh, lots of times we gotta be really careful because um, you know that that's that saying misery loves company right right? well it's really misery loves miserable company Mm -hmm. so for a lot of people uh who experience depression or or maintain the sort of negative perspective of the world and life and things like that well they really enjoy people who share that because now they got somebody to talk to Mm -hmm. Now they have somebody to to relate to. So um, I think that when we're looking at social media right now and and, and the news and and listening to this, again, wave of negativity, we got to be really, really careful because it's so easy to get sucked up into that vacuum, especially when we're challenged by anxiety that we may never have never experienced before or stressors that we may have never experienced before. So we're, we're kind of primed to 
to go down that road. And, and so if we're, and, and one of the ways out of that is to surround ourselves with different positive perspective and positive people. Well, how the hell are we going to do that when we're supposed to be social distancing and secluding ourselves? Right. Well, the way to, that we, we do have access to that is through the more positive podcasts or Instagram posts or, you know, groups on LinkedIn, like whatever, whatever it might be, where there's some kind of positive and, and productivity um, among uh, a person's posts or a group of people that are talking like that's really critical, I think. Right? Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think, you know, when, when I see one, you know, negative thing on social media or the news or, you know, whatever it is, it's easy to see that. And then when there's something else that's, you know, sad, it's easy to kind of connect the two and then just see the negative events building. But in reality, there are obviously a lot of positive things too. So I think it's important to surround yourself with both and kind of take a step back and, you know, look at everything all together instead of just, you know, the negatives. And then, like you said, um, surround yourself with, with more positive things too. Yeah. And, the, and, and, and to really ask yourself that question. Um, and it's a, it's a big, it's a big question. And again, it's a, it's a challenging question to ask, especially as like, you know, uh, people in high school or young adults and in college and whatnot, like, you know, what value is this person bringing to my life? Mm -hmm. Is it, is it a constant, you know, um, interaction that's filled with complaints or depression or anxiety or misery? Is it taking me out of my game? Am I not getting things done that, I, I need to get done or that I'm actually making a huge financial investment in um, such as college uh, is it taken away from that. Like who, who do I really want around? Right. And I think that's super important to take note of. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, you know, I know it's been a, it's been a tough couple of months for people and I know, uh, you know, again, like, you know, we're all being tested in terms of prioritizing our, our mental health and, and certainly this mental health awareness month is, is, has brought us, you know, a tremendous amount of, of, of challenge, but also I think a tremendous amount of connection too, um, because there are so many postings out there about that are, that are highlighting the significance um, uh, of anxiety awareness and depression awareness and resources and things like that. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's important just to continue that with or without a pandemic, it's important. Yeah, to I agree. That. I think um, right now the situation is obviously difficult for every single one of us, but I think that because we all are in this situation together, we really can step back and then, you know, really actually bring awareness to these kinds of topics. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, in, in upcoming episodes, we'll continue to do that. And, and, you know, we want to thank everybody for tuning in today and, you know, stay healthy, both physically and, and, and mentally out there. And um, we'll catch up with you uh, next week. Thanks, Mia, yeah. thanks again. And yeah, everybody stay healthy. Take care.